92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome to Quality of Life Radio, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Dr. Jacqueline Ubani, a board-certified cardiologist and electrophysiologist, is joining us back here on Big Blend Radio today. She's the author of the must-have book, Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. And what we love about Dr. Jackie is she is on a mission to educate women and their families about heart disease. And she's back here today to talk about cholesterol. Yes, the big C Mm. word, cholesterol. There's good cholesterol. There's bad cholesterol. Bring William Shakespeare in. Uh, Does he know? I don't know. Did he know about, you know, the good the good, bad, you know, I don't know, to be, not to be. I don't even know if they had that word back then. I don't think so, but she knows. Uh, We're very proud to have her as a regular expert here on Big Blend Radio and also as part of our Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. Sometimes she's on the show talking about her world travels, but today she's here, as I said, to talk about cholesterol. Uh, You can find her articles and interviews on blendradioandtv.com. And also go to her website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. And ladies, this is a book you need to read. She's got great examples, uh, tells stories about different women that have had maybe a heart attack or different issues with cholesterol. Um, It's very important because as uh, we've learned through Dr. Jackie, um, heart disease is actually the number one killer of women in America, killing more women than breast and lung cancer combined. So it's very important. So Dr. Jackie, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. You know what? We're excited because a little birdie told us that you are starting your own practice. I just want to let that that out. That is correct. I am uh, starting my own private practice here in Orange, uh, California. In Orange, Orange, so not Orange County, in Orange. Is it, is well, Orange is a, a, a little city in Orange County, yes. It's very historic, you know, I know. Um, we actually know a lady in um, Carlsbad, California, and her, her son runs a newspaper of Orange, and uh, you know, remember Ophi, mm-hmm. Nancy? She has a little history museum mm-hmm. next to her shop and she's been like the go-to shop for the neighborhood years. for years and she created a museum across from her shop and like a taqueria um, and uh, it's actually amazing and, and that was how I first knew about the city of Orange and uh, you say it's like a town but it's, it, is it a city or is, is, is it just it's, from what I it's a little it's like city. A 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little city. Yeah, it's a little city in uh, Orange County. The well, Orange that yeah. I, where my practice is anyway. Well, we like that you have your own practice. And I think that's amazing. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing to go, like undergo, right? There's a lot to it, to be able to open your doors and say, hey, welcome, and have all the equipment and everything. Um, that's, that's a big mark in, in your career. Yes, it really is. It's a big endeavor, but it falls along my plan of educating more women about heart disease. So it, it's going to work out very well. Cool. I want to ask I you this. It. I know, you know, you've been on our show for a while now, um, but I always like to go back to the fact of um, being a cardiologist and electrophysiologist. You know, that's my favorite <laughs> word, right? Um, <laughs> yes, I Where what was it about heart disease that you said, okay, I'm going to get involved and combat this? What was it? And especially for women. Well, for, for me, I mean, I've always found the subject, uh, any subject related to the heart to be very interesting. Uh, but when I really began my career as a cardiologist and taking care of patients with heart disease, especially women, and, you know, seeing the higher mortality rate or the way women present differently for, you know, with a heart attack or heart disease to the emergency room, how they get treated differently and how their outcomes are usually worse than uh, their male counterparts. It just really had me thinking and doing more research and, you know, learning about it. And um, the more I talk to women, I come to realize that women just don't, they don't know that heart disease is the number one killer of women. And so that's where it all came about that I just need to educate more women about heart disease. I think a lot of us always think about a woman's disease is um, breast cancer, cervical cancer. Um, those are the two things that come to mind immediately and not heart disease. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think that the, you know, the, the, the breast cancer society, the, you know, the Susan G. Komen has done such an excellent job in bringing up awareness about breast disease in women. But I don't think that, you know, the community of, of heart disease or the, the community of, you know, heart doctors in general has done, an, you know, such a great job of bringing that awareness to women. Um, and that's, I think that's what's lagging uh, in our community. Oh. Yeah. And I think you always kind of think that's a male thing mm -hmm. because right. there, I, I think you think, at least in my brain, um, you think about men doing physical labor and working and then heart attack kind of thing. And you relate. Yeah, the big physical you're, labor, you're then right. come home, have meat and potatoes, yeah. and then and have then, heart attack. <laughs> yeah. And you, don't, yeah. and you don't see the, I want to call it the silent suffering on the other side yeah. where the woman is doing so many things throughout the day, tending to the children taking care of maybe an online business, taking care of making sure the meals are on and the stress related. And I feel like eventually that's what maybe tends to lead you towards that heart attack. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely can, it can uh, be an additional stressor 
that leads to a heart attack. But you're right, a heart attack has always been looked at, or heart disease has always been looked at as a male you know, disease. Yeah. Even in the past, a lot of our studies looking at heart disease have mostly focused on men. There's mostly men involved in these trials, uh, men involved with, you know, picking medications that are appropriate for um, for heart disease that we've sort of forgotten, we've for, sort of forgotten women. But more recently, there's been more awareness about heart disease uh, and women. And, you know, more, more um, emphasis is now being put on research to look at heart disease in women and treatment, you know, all these treatments that we've been using were mostly studied in men. Uh, we're trying to have more studies where women are involved to see if they have the same outcomes with the same treatments uh, that men are, you know, receiving for heart disease. See, we have to fight for our stuff, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah, like, hello, that. look at us, look at us. We're here too. Yeah, uh, no, exactly. But I want to say, like, um, cholesterol, which is our topic today, um, cholesterol is just such a, like, you hear cholesterol, and all I think about is oil in a pan. When I say, I mean, that's <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, that's just what I see. You know, anybody says that, that's what I see. And I know olive oil is good for us, and you know, things like that. But then I don't understand because there's like good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, but I don't right. really actually understand what cholesterol really is in our bodies. Um, what is it? Where is it lurking? Yeah. <laughs> so cholesterol is, you know, what we call the, a steroid alcohol. It's kind of like a waxy fat-like substance, but it's not actually fat. Um, it's present in all of the bodies and all the cells. And, you know, a lot of the hormones that we have in our body or some of the hormones we have require cholesterol as precursors for making the hormones. One that comes to mind directly is vitamin D. You just need cholesterol. So the body needs cholesterol. Um, so in our body, okay. our, our livers actually produce uh, some of this cholesterol that we need to produce some of the hormones that we need for our bodies. So that's one source of cholesterol. And then, of course, the other source of cholesterol is ingestion, the cholesterol that you, you, know, you ingest by eating. Uh, so those are the two big sources of cholesterol in the body. But cholesterol, overall, is a good thing. You, you really, your body needs it. Um, the question is just too much cholesterol as in anything else. Too much of anything else is never a good idea. Okay, so there's good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, right? And I know, like, right. Angie and I, um, we're allergic to fish. And I have nut allergies, you know, no figure, <laughs> happens in late in life, you know. I, I, I grew up on cashews in Kenya, and I thought that was cool. Maybe and then later, my body said, like, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know what happened, but something happened. Um, but, you know, I can eat peanut butter still, and that's a legume. I know yeah. it's not a nut, so I do know that. Um, that. But there's this good and bad, and we've learned that, you know, you need to have your omega-3s. And we take flax oil, like little flax oily, capsule things, mm. and do that because we can't take we can't fish oil fish. or we can't eat fish and we don't eat half of the things. So we've learned, like, okay, we need to do that, and it's better. Suddenly your hair is like, oh, a little bit happier. Your nails are a little bit happier. <laughs> is that connected to our heart health? when we do the omega-3s, and is that connected to cholesterol? Um, so the omega-3s, that's fatty acids, which is a little different than cholesterol. 
Um, okay. Cholesterol is more of a steroid alcohol and fatty acids are, are fat. So let's talk about cholesterol first and then we can talk a little bit yeah. about fatty acids. So you're right. So cholesterol, there are two kinds. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. As of cholesterol, uh, we we separate them into, you know, for just a better understanding. It's actually much more complex than this, but we separate them into what we call bad cholesterol versus what we call good cholesterol. Now, the bad cholesterol, we call it bad because as it's circulating through your blood system, it deposits within the walls of the arteries. And by depositing into the walls of the arteries, it makes your arteries, the lumen of the artery, get smaller and smaller smaller. So it's restricting oh. blood flow and oxygen oh. uh, to organ systems. Whereas the good cholesterol or the HDL cholesterol, it is actually, for lack of a better word, the cleaner of cholesterol. It goes through the bloodstream and it removes cholesterol from the walls of the blood vessels. Um, so it's, it's, it's just cleaning out your blood vessels. So, so that's that why it's like considered good death. cholesterol. Goodness. And then the bad one is the low death. <laughs> like, you know, we think about high-definition photos. And right, you know, right. So we call Right, so we call the low-density uh, lipoprotein versus the high-density lipoprotein, exactly. So when you go and get your cholesterol checked, uh, they give you a breakdown of what your low-density or LDL cholesterol is and what the, the, the amount of HDL cholesterol is. So you want high numbers of HDL and you want low numbers of LDL cholesterol. So what is the triglyceride thing that comes into play there? Yeah, so triglycerides are the fatty acids. So that's a different uh, component. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not cholesterol. It's just a different uh, chemical component than cholesterol. Cholesterol is more of an alcohol, uh, whereas the fats are just, you know, liquid and so fatty acids. wine. We're back to the wine. We're always going to go back to the wine. And only five ounces, ladies. A ninth. Yes, um, <laughs> so only five ounces. Okay, so wait a minute. Are bodies producing alcohol? <clears throat> Is that what's happening? <laughs> well, it's producing cholesterol. It's a, it's the a precursor. The precursor. It hasn't quite been, um, you know, oxidized into alcohol yet or fermented into alcohol. But no, it's a precursor. <laughs> cholesterol. <laughs> we haven't had the fermentation yet. We haven't aged it out yet. We have but it's exactly. in our body. I know. I'm like, well, that's what's going on in my belly. That's why it's poking out it's there. It's my wine barrel. I know. It's my wine barrel. <laughs> but now, okay. So when, when we look at LDL and HDL, so HDL is good and the LDL is like, uh-oh, we've got too much of that. Because um, a lot of us will, you go to the doctor or you go to, um, you know, you, you whatever you do, you're going to get that report back and it's going to go, yay, nay, this is high, this is low. And when it goes into the LDL, then we have to worry because that's not the good cholesterol. And so what are some of those things that are not good? Um, would it be like smoking? I know you're, you <laughs> you need a sip of water there, Dr. Jackie. I know, and I know she's not. Smoking. I know. 
Dr. Jackson would <laughs> never allow smoking. I know that. That's never, ever. No. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So there are certain things that, of course, you can do to um, increase your chance of depositing these cholesterol plaques in your arteries, like you talked about smoking. Smoking definitely damages the blood vessels. So when you damage your blood vessel, it just increases the likelihood that the LDL or your bad cholesterol will deposit these particles into your arteries and block it off. So other things that uh, can lead, other things that can lead to that, to uh, um, narrowing of your arteries uh, include, again, obesity. People who are obese Uh, tend to have a higher risk of having the LDL deposit cholesterol into their arteries. Of course, eating too much fatty or high cholesterol meals uh, will increase the oh, risk okay. or increase the chances that the LDL will deposit. So, Dr. Jackie, there's good and bad cholesterol. I know smoking has got to be one of those that are not good. Um, you know, as a as a teenager, I didn't think about cholesterol being connected to smoking. How does that happen? Because I thought that was fat. Cholesterol, I always said, it's the fat in the pan. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so you're absolutely right. There's uh, what we call the bad cholesterol, and then there's the good cholesterol. The bad cholesterol, we we call it LDL, or the low-density lipoprotein cholesterol. And the good cholesterol, we call HDL, or the high-density lipoprotein uh, cholesterol. The LDL is considered bad cholesterol, because this is the cholesterol that actually deposits within the lumen of your blood vessels. And when that happens, it causes the lumen to narrow or get smaller, and you decrease the amount of blood flow to organ systems. So decreasing the amount of blood flow decreases the amount of oxygen and nutrients that the organ is receiving, and that overall is considered bad. The HDL cholesterol is the good cholesterol because it actually takes the cholesterol out of the lumen or the walls of the blood vessels and it causes it to open up a little bit better. Um, So that's really the the difference between both. And whenever you get your cholesterol drawn in the lab, they usually have it broken down into LDL and HDL. And you want lower numbers for your LDL and higher numbers for your HDL. Okay, so if you get... Um, good numbers for HDL, and then they say like LDL, like you're in trouble there. Does that then? What are we doing wrong? Like, could that be smoking? Okay, or is, right? I mean, wiggy time, cocktail time. Are we gonna have two seconds? <laughs> is it five ounces? Are we in trouble again? Yeah. Uh-oh. So if your if if your bad cholesterol is high, it means that you're you're increasing your risk for for heart disease or heart attack because the lumen of your or the your blood vessels get narrower and narrower, smaller and smaller, and therefore you're not getting blood and oxygen to your organ system, so you're at high risk for having a heart attack. But there are ways to prevent this from happening, um, like you alluded to, uh, cigarette smoking. If you smoke, you should quit smoking, because we know that smoking cigarettes actually damages the walls of the blood vessels and increases the propensity for cholesterol plaques to uh, be deposited within the blood vessel. So if you're smoking, uh, you want to quit smoking because uh, that that is definitely helpful. Um, you want to decrease your dietary intake of cholesterol or trans fat. You want to make sure you increase your physical activity. Uh, and if you have other risk factors uh, like diabetes, you want to make sure that's all well controlled. 
And of course, alcohol, we always get to the alcohol conundrum Mm -hmm. uh, because there are some studies that have shown that alcohol can be beneficial. We talk about the five ounces. Uh, Mm -hmm. Studies show that specifically red wine can actually, you know, five ounces or less can actually increase your HDL levels. So it increases your good cholesterol. Uh, and therefore, that's beneficial. But once you start crossing over into excessive alcohol ingestion, then it lowers your HDL and it increases your your LDL cholesterol. And and there's also the waste thing. And I know I've laughed with you before on the show, but it's true. I mean, if you know, and I, you know, it's actually I always it's interesting because I always say Dr. Jackie's sitting on my shoulder. As stores <laughs> and stuff, you know, she's like over holidays, like no Christmas cookies for you. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, if you have your five ounces of wine, I'd prefer that. Um, but as we go through, like you see people, and and um, and even myself, I go like, okay, you know, there's that upper belly thing that happens to women, and I often wonder how much of that is food or is it alcohol? Because I've also read that women, especially like if they're partner has passed on that women start to increase their alcohol we have an alcohol problem in women especially single and older women um it increases and so i'm wondering about that and heart disease and then now knowing that it contributes to cholesterol i never thought alcohol or cigarette smoking would be part of cholesterol i didn't until reading your book i really didn't know that yeah they're all intertwined and they all uh cause you know they increase your risk for for heart disease but yeah abdominal circumference is a big risk factor for heart disease there's something about accumulating fat in your abdomen which seems to be a whole lot worse than accumulating fat say in your lower extremities or something like that but increased abdominal fat definitely increases your risk for heart disease so having that along with high cholesterol uh, can be bad for you but as you know you know as we get older and as our metabolism slows down and as we eat or drink, you know, our, our waist just gets bigger uh, and what bigger. What are you talking so about, we, Dr. Jackie? <laughs> I have no clue about that. <laughs> it just gets easier every day. Really? I get up earlier every morning. That's, and, that's why like, they invented the I'm, moo-moo. And, and before, the moo-moo. Yeah, Mrs. Roper. Hey, listen. Like, I'm all for that. The moo-moo. The moo-moo. The when you start looking at moo-moos, you better check out what you're eating and drinking. Call Dr. Jackson. <laughs> that's, that's right. I mean, it's just it happens to all of us as we get older, but we just have to yep. be very careful about it. Um, we have mm-hmm. to increase our physical activity and uh, watch our watch what we're ingesting into our bodies um, and quitting high-risk behaviors like smoking uh, and things yeah. like that. I think this is just so fascinating because I always thought cholesterol had to do with like if you eat cheese or not. And of course it does because, um, you know, when part of me going vegetarian, uh, I I was (laughs) vegan, but I learned also being vegan not to eat processed food um, because Mm -hmm. they actually harmed me more. I thought, oh, I was doing really great when I was eating whole foods and being vegan. My body, like, man, I I was like a killer chick man no, I had like <laughs> I could like my my muscles were there and everything but then then you st- I started incorporating dairy back and then I said oh I'll just eat like veggie burgers from the frozen food no, department and work. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later 92% because of a bike 
not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Then my immune system shut down pretty much, almost. Like it, my hair wasn't doing good. My teeth were, I mean, everything went lopsided. And I know that some's got to do with allergies and also just processed stuff that isn't good for you. And I went away from the whole foods. And that's the interesting thing to me is like, we can have this balanced diet. And some people want to eat meat, but maybe not eat it three times a day. We don't mm-hmm. have to, um, we're, um, you know, we've done an interview with uh, the, the guy who started the Reducitarian uh, Foundation, and we've got a cookbook, he's got a cookbook coming out, Brian Cateman. Um And it's about like, hey, we want to be vegetarian and vegan, but we still want to have like a burger once in a while. You know, we're not going to be full-fledged, you know, this way, but we understand the environment and our health. And so they really try to work on people just having, like reducing down, not eating meat every single night. Because I don't think we ever did that in our, in our history. Not, of in, not in the hunting right? gathering. We right. Like when we were hunter gathering, you were lucky if you got meat for the pot, and mm-hmm. so that's how farming. But came I about. always thought that being vegetarian, we would cut down on the animal fat, which would help us in cholesterol. Is, does that help? Well, well, so there are three components to you know cholesterol, and and you know our our body's level of cholesterol. Um, cholesterol, one, comes from ingestion, whatever you put in your mouth. Um, it also comes from the liver. So, you know, your liver is able to increase production of cholesterol or decrease production of cholesterol depending on your body's needs for cholesterol. So there are two ways that you're getting cholesterol in your body. But this is also counterbalanced by your body's ability to excrete cholesterol. Um, so there's a fine balance between all three okay. ways. but you can have a problem with one or all three mechanisms that can cause your cholesterol to go up high. Um, so we have patients who have ha- hereditary abnormalities in, it's usually either the liver just producing too much cholesterol and not being able to regulate itself, or the body is unable to excrete cholesterol, which can predispose to higher levels of cholesterol. So patients like this with hereditary abnormalities can cut back as much cholesterol as possible, but still their cholesterol is high because their liver is not able to regulate the amount of cholesterol it's making. It just keeps overproducing cholesterol or your body's just not excreting enough cholesterol. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's complex. It's and complex. So, Everything in the body is very, very complex. And it's, and isn't it, it's like it's, it's individual, right? I, I think women's bodies yes. are really packed in with way more stuff than men's bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and those ribs just hold there. it all in there. No, I mean, seriously, there's a whole lot more packed in there. It's like a cooler with way too many drinks in it. <laughs> Nancy very <Hope>. complex. <laughs> Nancy Hope. Well, that's, but that's the thing. So where, where do we start? Do we need to start evaluating our diet? Is it diet? Exercise plays a part in this, right? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, of course, that's the first place you start. We, we start with lifestyle modifications to help with, you know, decreasing the total cholesterol of our body. So the increasing your physical activity, trying to maintain a, a healthy uh, weight, you know, quitting smoking if you do smoke, um, and controlling other risk factors like diabetes and hypertension. Uh, but again, if that doesn't work, then we can implement some medications to help lower your cholesterol. Oh, wow. I didn't know that there was medications for this. But I, I want to say this, Dr. Jackie, it comes down to, like, every conversation we've had with you, it comes down to a better diet, more exercise, less alcohol, no smoking. Am I Absolutely. It's, a, it's the same thing. It's the same thing right? for okay. heart health. And not just the heart, but every single organ system in the body is the same thing. So I'm glad that we continue to emphasize it over and over and over every time we yeah. have this discussion. Well, I'm always excited because I didn't understand like the cholesterol. I didn't, I, I didn't get it. You know, I'm blonde. I'm sorry, but I don't, I'm like, I'm like, I don't get this. There's cholesterol and you want this and you don't want this. And Nancy, I know Nancy's jumping up and down. No, here. I just, I was just going to add in there the like cooking with fat. Does that hurt? Like, um, when you're talking about, okay, you can get like trans fat free margarine butter stuff. You can have real butter. You can have shortening. I don't know where that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, when you're going to go cook, which one should you be using? So just like cholesterol, there are fats that are worse for you and then there are fats that are better for you. Um, so we say that the polysaturated fats tend to be bad for you and the uh, polyunsaturated or monounsaturated fats. Uh, tend to be better for you. I know that's a a, a mouthful. I'm gonna have a Pollyanna uh, but <laughs> just <Yeah>. now. <laughs> but the sat the saturated fats tend to be the ones that are, you know, hard in room temperature, like the butters and and stuff like that. And then the polyunsaturated ones are like the olive oils, um, mm-hmm. and that's because they just don't have some double bonds in their chemical composition uh, for whatever that for that whatever that's worth. But it, those are better for you, like the omega three fatty acids. Those are uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids. So you have those that are good for you and those that are bad for you. So you really have to distinguish which one you're cooking with or using. So I, I generally say those fats that are hard in you know room temperature tend to be the more saturated fats, and then the ones that are bad for you and those that are liquid. Um, usually on the room temperature, tend to be the ones that are better for you. And in terms of the better fats, we we talk more about um, canola oil or olive oil because those are the polyunsaturated fats or um, even the omega-3 fatty acids. They're polyunsaturated and they're good for you. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. We're, we doing gotta it, get, we're doing it right. We're all working towards this. I, you know, I think everybody wants to be healthy, right? We all want that. Yes. And it's so difficult and it gets so confusing out there. You go to the grocery store. I mean, I remember when we first came to this country and this, this market of all these different things. You know, Dr. Jackie, I know you, I, I know you were younger probably than me coming into this country and going into a grocery store. And I was like, Nancy, why are there like 20 butters? You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to butter, and then here's margarine, you know, and that's your choice. It's it, it, it's really interesting. When we came back to this country after living in Africa, 
um, going to a supermarket, we put mm-hmm. so much into our shopping cart that we, we eventually left. just left them. We left it. We left it because we're like, <laughs> we didn't know what to pick. We well, because I said, I said, no, to- we didn't. We picked everything and then we realized we can't buy all this. We don't even, where are we? We don't two, even know what it is. We don't, we don't even know what we're buying. But I, there I, were only two people. We don't need all of this. And we didn't know what to do. So we just went to the guy and said, we're sorry. Apologize. Bye. And we leave. And we did. We went and said, sorry. And, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It, it was interesting because I said to Nancy, I was like, why do they have so much? Which, what's wrong with butter? What's wrong with this? Why are there so many choices? And I wonder about all of I mean, I think all of us are overwhelmed and are confused about what to buy and what not to buy. And in our diet, you know, and it's so easy to just order a pizza and say, okay, I'll get to it tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And that stuff. Like, if you're going to have a pizza, make it at home, man. You can make a good pizza. Not that stuff. Not that stuff. Not that stuff. Uh uh-uh. no. right exactly so no but yeah no, no you absolutely yeah you're absolutely right it's, it's definitely better to cook uh your own meals at home from scratch i know this takes a whole lot of time doing that most of us don't have the time to do it but overall it's just better to do that because you control what you put into your own meal when you have other people yeah. preparing your meals you have absolutely no idea what is in it um, and a lot of times the ingredients are preservatives and those are overall bad for you. Mm. And how do you feel about the restaurant scene? I know you travel, you've been to what, over 60 countries now? Um, yes. How, how do you feel that the restaurant scene is, is it getting better? I mean, I've seen from the chef that we interviewed, it seems like they're trying to get better and be more whole foods and more farm to table. Are, are we getting better in that? Um, I, I I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I don't see any evidence showing that <laughs> because, you know, they, they like to cook stuff that's really good. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that's really good ha- doesn't have uh, the, necessarily the best ingredients for your bodies in it. I mean, it's okay to do that on occasion, um, but okay. it's when you do that all the time, then that's when that's a problem for you. I mean, we all like to go out to eat because we like to try different things and, you know, interesting, very, you know, delicious food. But you just have to be careful that, you know, a lot of times they're not going to be watching your cholesterol. They put whatever they want into it to make the food taste the best. Um, so and it's not necessarily. So if you have a in a restaurant, you can <laughs> salad for the next week. Right, exactly. So you balance, you balance it out. You balance it out that way. Because I can't tell you never to go out to eat because that is just unrealistic and nobody will ever right. do that. But at least just, you know, do it in moderation and uh, make sure you balance out all your other meals. Uh, with healthier stuff. Lastly, going into the cholesterol part again, um, does it change for our bodies as we, you know, get into the finer red wine years of our lives? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it seems to, you know, as we age, it seems like everything just seems to get worse. But yeah, your cholesterol also uh, seems to increase as you get older. Uh, More specifically, uh, when you hit menopause, uh, as women hit menopause, their cholesterol tends to be higher overall uh, compared to men, which it, which is why women postmenopausal women are at the highest risk for heart disease. Okay, so when women go into that zone of their life, their body's changing, the big change. Mm-hmm. Does it affect your heart? Like, does it affect yes. your heart's health? 
like if you get, you know, there's hormonal changes and there's weird things that happen to your body. And you go like, what was that? You know, and then you go like, really? Now, is that going to affect my heart health? Do I have to do things to that? Like, does cholesterol come in play with that to balance my hormones? And I take another flex speed pill and say, okay, you're good? Uh-oh. <laughs> Did I ask that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, as we get older as women, our risk for heart disease gets uh, increases. Uh, we know that postmenopausal women have even higher risk for heart disease compared to men. Um, and, you know, we used to initially think that it was because of the lack of estrogen, but, you know, there's not, there, there isn't enough solid data to, to suggest that that's the cause. But overall, as women get older, their, their arteries get stiffer, they be, have more high blood pressure. Uh, they're at higher risk for stroke, you know, and all, and everything just gets compounded. Uh, so that increases your risk for heart disease. But you can, of course, combat this again by doing the things that we've been, we talk about every single time that we uh, have this, this discussion on the radio, increasing your physical activity, uh, watching what you eat, you know, moderate alcohol, quitting smoking, those kinds of things. So those things go a long way in reducing your risk for heart disease than uh, anything else uh, that I, we can talk about. Um, but I think understanding that this happens, this is what happens as you get older, um, and trying to figure out ways to combat this uh, is, is always a good idea. I think that's the hard thing. I mean, I think it's just difficult. I think it's just difficult even facing all of that, you know. But if you have the knowledge, you can work through it and create a plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. be like a, take a one-hour walk every morning. It's really good. And when you exactly. don't, it's like it's, it's a sucky morning. You know, walking in the morning, it's the best thing ever. Just saying, just saying to everybody. Just I, I would agree with you 100%. I would agree with Not exercising is always. <laughs> you know, but I'm yeah. just saying, it's like when you see the sunrise, you've got this positive outlook on the life. And, on, the and you've walked, out. you know, like this morning, we walked and all these songbirds were like just chirping away. It was like all of a sudden this one corridor of like this, you know, you can tell who plants the right plants. You walk through, and all of a sudden, all these little birds are just the goldfinches. We're going off, and we're like, "How can how so can you cool. be upset about waking up to that?" You know, it, it elevates exactly. your mood. And I wonder that that last question. I know you've got to go because you always have a patient. Um, <laughs> you got to see. Um, but stress levels does that affect our cholesterol levels? That affect our body for heart disease. It absolutely affects your 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 risk for heart disease uh, because we know when you're under a lot of stress or you know when you're in the you know in the prehistoric time we'll go back to then our fight or flight response when something very stressful happens to us our our uh, adrenaline hormones increase which causes our blood pressure to increase and our heart rates to increase and you know for the short term it's good because it allows you to get away from whatever situation that is life threatening. But in this day and age, we constantly are exposed to stress on a long-term basis. So having your heart rate and your blood pressure elevated over the long term will lead to, you know, damage mm. to organ you systems get, and can increase your risk for heart disease. You get, wow. your, your organs get worn down. Yes, yeah. they do. Because we're they being really overused. Do. I'm tired. Absolutely. I'm tired. <laughs> and you then we... Then, then if we get tired, we have more wine, and then that's not good. <laughs> or exactly. It's good. Just, See, then we yeah, go into that just, stupid mode of like, you know, not, yeah. I'm not calling people stupid. You can call myself that. 
but you know, we go into that zone of like, oh, I just want to feel better now because I've stressed myself out so much and we need to on so many ways. I yeah. understand, but yeah, you know, take a walk, exercise, always helps sweat it out, sweat it out. Sweat it out. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, I think knowledge is, is half the battle. Knowing these things will help you get, you know, get further and get along better um, than well, not knowing. Because if you don't know, yeah, exactly. Thank you for what you do on that. Uh, everybody, again, uh, Dr. Jackie's book is Women and Heart Disease, A Real Story. You can get it on Amazon, but also go to her website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. And uh, Dr. Jacqueline, we call her Dr. Jackie, because she's just so like, if you're going to go to a doctor, I want to go hang out with her. <laughs> it's like, she's I know. Cool. I know. You know, we have like white coat syndrome and like, you know, she comes on the show and I'm like, okay, I feel good. I can do this. I can do this. Um, she is. She's like, I say, she's the angel on the shoulder. You know, she's like, they're going, oh, do you really want to do this? Like, really? You know? Um, no, I don't. I'll behave today. Um, and, and she'll make you laugh. Uh, but read, read her book because um, it really gets you into different scenarios that we don't really identify with. And uh, I also want to say her book is not just for women. Um, it is for families. Uh, men, read it. because So you understand what your wives, your partners, your moms, your, you know, sisters are going through cousins uh it's not just for women so read that too uh everybody again uh dr jackie uh, you can read her articles and listen to her past interviews on blend radio and tv.com and also in big blend radio and tv magazine and uh, she's also going to be featured in our september october issue of the magazine so thank you so much dr jackie we got music for you you know yes good good thank you for having me let's hear the music you are you ready are you ready? Yes. Yes, I well, am. Okay. So we like to play Gina Zavalas for you because we know you like like really beautiful, uplifting music. And Gina, um, she's the best. And she's well, one of the best. And um, she, this is the song is I Am Here. And that's what we're going to play today. Okay. Let's hear it. Everybody, and yeah. Gina, I just want to say, Gina's coming out with a new album, so get ready, cool. everybody. Uh, you know, we've been playing her for years, but here it is. Um, I Am Here from Gina Zavalas, and you can go to her website, ginazavalas.com. Here it is. I Am Here. Thanks, Dr. Jackie. Thanks. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too.
And I am carried households that start the year with peloton are still active a year later 92 percent because of a bike not just bikes we also make treadmills and rowers oh let me guess for elite athletes only right nope it doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals 92 percent stick with it so can you try peloton bikes tread or row risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial